what up what up what's going on folks welcome to episode number 28 of the spun today podcast i'm your host tony ortiz thank you very much for listening this is yet another free writing session episode of the podcast and hope you guys like it I've been uh, pre-recording a couple episodes because I'm going to DR uh, this upcoming week for a wedding. And then when I come back, I have to go to uh, back to India for work uh, a few days after I get back uh, for two weeks. So I've been pre-recording uh, a couple episodes to make sure that they release when they're supposed to be released and I don't fuck up the flow. And um, I was, I recorded one yesterday on Sunday and I was going to record this one the same day. And my fucking throat just gets fucked up just from like talking like for an hour straight. Um, and I don't know why, like I drink water, I tried fucking like tea with lemon, uh, not with lemon, with, with honey. That's what like singers use, I think. I don't know like where I got that from. Um, and cough drops and like shit like that. And still, shit, um, makes my throat, like, really raspy, like, makes me, gives me, like, a sore throat. And it's just, like, speaking for an hour, so it's not, like, anything out of this world. But it's weird. Uh, I guess because I don't, like, speak much regularly. Uh, that could be it. Uh, so if you guys have any advice or tips or anything like that that I can do to avoid that, um, please share that with me. But whatever, that aside, I didn't record yesterday, so I'm recording it today. And today is, what's today's date? August 24th. This is the episode that is going to come out this Thursday on August 27th. And the one I recorded yesterday is going to be the episode that's going to come out two weeks after that. Um, so yeah, a couple things I wanted to touch on. Uh, before I get into the free writing posts, is have you guys seen uh, Trainwreck, the movie? That shit was hilarious. I saw it with my girl, and we were just both just cracking up like throughout the whole thing. Um, I like Amy Schumer. I heard her first on the Joe Rogan Experience, and actually, I had seen her before, but I didn't know who she was on the Comedy Central roast of mike tyson if i'm not mistaken and she killed it on that and um then i uh heard her on on rogan's podcast and got to know her a little bit more seen some of her stand-up and the movie is just hilarious fucking super funny if you guys haven't seen it definitely check it out um i haven't had a a good time like that watching a movie in in a while uh i mean you have good times I've had a good time, you know, like I've enjoyed movies, but this was just like, like, a, I don't know, like a good time, like throughout the entire thing, it was just like laughing after laughing. And this is the difference, I think, between uh, like normal, I guess, romantic comedies or like, you know, just, just comedies in general written, written by like comedic writers, Um, not to take anything away from them because, uh, you know, a lot of my favorite movies are you know like the super bads and pineapple expresses and you know written by super like funny dudes um 
uh what's it called um what's the movie i'm thinking of she's like horrible bosses and hangover part one and uh even part two actually i I thought that shit was was funny a lot of people shit on it they were actually giving it the other day on tv and um i saw some of it and shit's funny and people like shat on it i guess because they were like oh it's the same as the first one but it's a fucking sequel to a movie about being hungover like what the fuck did you expect um but yeah like shit like that like uh i like all those movies i've enjoyed them but this one was actually written by amy schumer and which she also stars in it and you could just see the difference like it's it's like a should be like a wake-up call i guess to hollywood or whoever green lights these movies to be made if you want funny let funny breed funny not you know someone that knows how to do funny breed funny i mean you know let them continue doing what they're doing because they're doing a good job also but this was just like a different level of funny um i thought it was really hilarious and it's like the difference is is the best way i could explain it is like a comedic writer knows how to write funny and they know how to how to like make you laugh and but you could like kind of sort of see it coming whereas with an actual comic and it shines through uh in this movie it's like it's consistently funny throughout and you're getting like jabbed with funny and jabbed with funny and jabbed and jabbed and jabbed with funny and then out of nowhere without you realizing it, you get just like clocked with like an overhand right of hilarious that you didn't even see coming so they have the ability of surprising the fuck out of you with funny you know what i mean and also what else and it was full of fucking of comics you had like jim florentine bobby kelly dan soder um i'm going through the like the imdb page here pete davidson and d- fucking david tell he was like the 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 hobo that lived like in the corner uh, uh by by where like amy lived and he had like a bunch of hilarious one-liners colin quinn of course it was her, her pops um and it was just amazing i hope movies like that allowed to are allowed to uh continue to get created and then more comics that uh could put out this type of content and are able to put in put in the work to to breed this type of uh product i guess you can call it um would be awesome i got these fucking chloroseptic chloroseptic um oral anesthetic lozenges to fucking help i've fucking been speaking for like seven minutes and this shit's already uh fucking with my throat um two of the funniest things in the movie you know, my girl just reminded me of one of them there's a scene that amy's in the in the subway spoiler alert by the way if you haven't seen it um a scene that she's in the subway and this it like stops and uh like the subway always does here in new york and like in between uh stations i would imagine it's the same like elsewhere uh, whenever there's like a sick passenger or something and another train or just train traffic and congestion and like shit like that and you know there's always people that are always like like sucking their teeth and like pissed off and groaning and moaning and and people like just aimlessly asking you know what's wrong what's going on like anybody else <laughs> like in the train actually knows 
and um uh, amy says something like that like what's going on or something like that and this uh big black lady that's next to her is like oh well actually the these older style trains um they are they were made a little bit differently back in the day so now when it speeds up to a certain speed the the connection between the actual train and the third rail that where it gets its electricity from to uh, push the train forward um kind of has like a bit of a disconnect and that causes the train to slow down and and stop until you know it regenerates or like some shit like that she gave her like a like a really like technical answer like that and amy was like really and she was like, I don't fucking know, bitch. What the fuck I look like? I work for the MTA. <laughs> and that shit was just fucking hilarious. Because you could like... It was funny in and of itself. But you could so see that happening <laughs> in in New York. Um, I was actually on my way home from work. When was it? So It was one day last week. I don't remember which day it was. Like Wednesday, Thursday or something like that. And... There was this this dude, this Puerto Rican dude, if I had to guess. He was definitely uh, one of my kind, a Hispanic dude. He looked Puerto Rican. And uh, he had two kids with him, one of which was in a stroller. The other one was, you know, like a, like a older, older little kid. And he's getting out. He's, like, in the middle between, like, doors. Like, you would have to, like, go through people. And, you know, it's kind of packed. It's rush hour. People going home. And uh, it's the, the funniest thing too when you, moody ass people on the train, they want like the train to like everybody in the train to like part like the fucking sea of people to part like in fucking Bruce Almighty when he parts all the cars and like drives through. And they they just get pissed off. And he was like, he's like coming through. And, you know, people do that all the time. Like coming through. I said I'm coming through. Hello, move. You know, like shit like that. And there was this Asian lady like facing. I was facing the direction of the door that he was going to exit from. I was leaning on on um, the opposite side door. Then there's this Asian lady that's like to my left, but standing and holding on to the to the railings in front of the like the first three seats there that are not um, that are not like uh, not like those two perpendicular seats, you know, like the first three that are up along the wall of the of the train those of you that take fucking new york city subway trains know exactly what i'm talking about like when you walk in the first three seats like to the left and you have the ones that are like perpendicular that are like the two seats she was like in front of the standing in front of the three seaters and the dude was behind her in one of the two seaters like with the stroller and with the other kid and he's like coming through and then the person that was standing like on the pole in the middle like they move out of the way and she could see from her this is me people watching by the way <laughs> um she could see from like her vantage point from like her per, uh, peripheral um, to her left a guy move as if um like i imagine she was thinking right the guy behind me that's like yelling um obnoxiously um, saying that he's getting out is apparently speaking to this dude which i see from uh, the corner of my left eye is moving and for him to get out and then so she doesn't like really like move um i'm guessing she's thinking that only that dude had to move that was standing like in the middle by the pole for um the guy with the stroller to be able to come to come out the puerto rican dude with the stroller and then 
he like has to like maneuver a little bit more and like he pulls his stroller and kind of like like bumps her a little bit the, the asian chick uh not like pushes her but like bumps her like you know walking out kind of thing but like with an attitude and he's like i fucking said move bitch the fuck <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and i felt so bad for her because this guy's like a total douchebag a total dick for no reason and she she was kind of like like you know she wasn't like standing there on purpose like or like it, it seemed that way like she wasn't being like a bitch like oh i'm not gonna move for you or whatever um she just thought that the guy had space or whatever and she just looked like so embarrassed and yeah that's the type of shit that happens in the fucking train so it was like uh a scene in the movie that that definitely hit home um what else there was a oh, all the way at the end um another spoiler alert by the way but she does this whole like cheerleader dance routine thing in the middle of of, of madison square garden i think and um there's a like a like all the way at the end like a scene where uh you know like in movies like old school or something like that uh, another good movie by the way another funny ass movie um road trip is another one fucking euro trip is another one like all those type of movies i would lump in with the ones that i mentioned earlier um like in old school when like the mask guy's like running well will ferrell is like dressed as the mask guy he's like running and bounces on the trampoline and the goal is to like jump through the hoop of fire like that type of shit um she has like this scene you know she goes to this whole cheer with the with the new york nick cheerleader girls for this guy she's like wooing back or whatever and then she has this like final scene where she grabs a ball and you know there's like like um ascending music like in the background and it starts going in like slow motion and she grabs a basketball and she's like running towards the hoop and she jumps on this trampoline and she flips up in the air she does like a like two or three flips or something like that like she's gonna do a couple flips and like dunk it and then she (laughs) just completely falls short (laughs) and falls flat on her face (laughs) and (laughs) that in itself is like funny as fuck and then because everything else went like great like the cheer and all that shit it was funny but um she did really good and um uh, then the funniest shit the fucking like tagline to the to that bit i guess if you want to call it that is like she's like the guy's like oh my god are you okay okay she like comes to and her face is like all red and and like fucked up and she's like did i make it (laughs) And I just busted out laughing there. Um, yeah, it's a funny-ass movie, man. You guys should watch it. Trainwreck is the name of it. Starring Amy Schumer. And written by Amy Schumer. And it's produced by the people that made fucking um, Bridesmaids, which was a hilarious fucking movie as well. And you guys should check it out. Another movie that I saw in the past um, week uh i think i saw train like two weeks ago then i saw a couple nights ago i saw avengers age of ultron and i'm a sucker for those movies you know they get criticized a lot um you know people aren't into like the superhero movies and like shit like that but i like them i don't know exactly what it reaches in me if it's not just like entertainment um you know i, I wasn't like super into like comics or 
anything like that when I was a kid. You know, my my older brother used to used to have like uh, comic books and and uh, Marvel. Actually, I don't know if he had comic books. He had Marvel uh, like superhero cards, like collectible cards and stuff, which I actually still have because they were like stored away in a, in in some boxes, and I found them in the garage the other day. Um, it was pretty cool to like look back at. I have a bunch of comic books from a friend of mine actually like a childhood best friend that, that passed away in a sad story a long time ago um christian and his mother actually gave me like all his old like comic books and i still have those but i wasn't ever like personally like into you know like collecting them or anything like that um but i always enjoyed like these movies like the iron man movies fucking robert downey jr i think is a great actor probably one of my favorite actors um he plays like that douchey that douchey cocky guy role of a guy that you want to like um and you root for kind of but he's a dick at the same time he plays that role like perfectly if you guys seen him on in the movie the judge uh which i thought was a, a really good movie um he was good in that and i actually have just going a quick tangent i have a couple quotes that uh that i put up on my little fucking podcast studio area here which is my fucking computer desk and a shelf holding a microphone (laughs) um a few quotes that i put up three quotes one of which is actually from that movie um which is his character having a conversation with um uh someone uh about like work-related shit he's he's interning in the movie and the quote is, I've got a work ethic that could rival the fucking Amish. And I don't know. I just think that's a that's a dope quote because I'm all for like hard work and, and uh, you know, earning what you want. But whatever, that was a quick tangent. I thought the movie was very good, very entertaining. I like all the the Avengers movies. Um, and like those superhero movies and shit like that and they're fucking entertained they keep entertained for a couple hours what more do you want when you watch a movie the way it ended um uh not that it was bad but like i'm not i'm not like excited about the direction that i think it's going in which is like that i guess like new school of avengers or new generation of avengers and whatever um it seemed like everybody else is gonna take a hiatus and they were gonna they're gonna do like another movie with like the other people that that were there at the end like those superheroes or whatever um like i wouldn't be looking forward to watching that one but um yeah all the other ones i enjoy and i enjoyed this one and whatever i saw that recently also uh or something else i wanted to tell you guys was that my tv recently was like on the on the fritz and it my tv it was it's like four or five years old like an lcd samsung tv and you know so it's not new it's not like some state-of-the-art shit um but it's a good fucking tv um and it started like when i connected the ac and like turned it on then I think it like short circuited or fried the TV somehow because the TV just kept turning on and off, on and off, on and off. 
I left it off for a while. I unplugged it, plugged it back in. But just whenever you turn on, it would just like turn on and three or four seconds later, turn off, turn on and off like by itself. Which sucked because um, I'm like, fuck, got to buy a TV now. And, you know, TVs have gotten, you know, less expensive and technology has gotten a little better um, over the past five years or however old it is. Um, so it was like, it wasn't like, gosh, shit, I just bought this and it's, it fucked up already or whatever, you know. Um, so it wasn't that type of scenario. So I wasn't too bummed about it. But then at the same time, I wanted to see if I could salvage it because it's still a good fucking TV. And I started reading a bunch of how to's online and uh, like Q and A's of fucking Samsung TVs fucking up and stuff like that. I saw a handful of videos on YouTube of how to fix them and what goes wrong with them uh, normally. And the consensus was um, the capacitors. So I figured. You know, let me open it up. Let me try to fix it. Worst case scenario, I don't fix it. And I got to get another TV anyway, but at least I try. And I've done it before with stuff. Like, I tried to fix a pair of headphones once. And I just fucking broke them even more. Um, And, you know, certain things like that. I can't remember if anything else right now. But that I tried to, like, fix on my own. And... I don't know, it's my, like, attitude on that. Might as well give it a shot if it's already fucked up anyway. So I took the same approach with this, and through the power of YouTube and um, and just reading a few posts online and eBay, I ordered a piece that... Oh, well, actually, let me tell you guys uh, how I figured out what was wrong with it. So I all the videos are saying to look at all the capacitors that's like the most common thing that that goes wrong with it um the capacitor like blows and the capacitor is like this little cylinderish looking battery thing but it's like the um, that goes on that like green like when you open up the plastic of the tv there's like this green motherboard looking thing with a bunch of like metal solder on it and a bunch of like microchips on it looking things and like stuff like that there's these like little cylinder battery looking things those are capacitors and usually it's those things that like pop and you can tell that they're bad because it it's like popped like the top of it is like popped off or or it's like swollen instead of being flat and smooth and then you like swap them out and it usually fixes the issue um so i check all the capacitors there's like eight or ten of them or something like that on on this model tv and uh, all of them were fine and I'm like, fuck, it's not that. So I just like start disconnecting shit and connecting it back and, and just the fucking trying shit, like touching shit. And then I noticed the one of the like microchip looking things, which I now know is called a I wrote it down here somewhere. An inverter transformer uh, had like burn marks on it. And then it, there was four of those pieces and the other ones didn't the other ones were like white and then this one had like burn marks on it so i was like all right the like one of the videos i saw like says just to look for shit that's like out of place like the the uh, capacitors being expanded or um any burn marks or like anything like that and then i remember that when i saw that and i 
looked up the piece online uh, to see how much it would be. I checked a couple websites, then I checked on eBay, and I found I found um, two of them on eBay, like two for the price of one type of thing. Um, or I don't know for the price of one, but two like in a bundle uh, for fifteen bucks. And I was like, all right, cool. If I fuck one up, I have a spare, and it just costs fifteen bucks. The alternative of which is, you know, spending five, six hundred bucks on a new TV. And this shit came a couple days later. I um, spent like one night fucking just trying to take off like the solder um, from the piece that was fucked up and removing the piece and like breaking it off. And I thought I fucked up the, the little board because um, I used like a solder sucker and it wasn't like as effective as it looked on fucking YouTube. Um, and, you know, just like hammered it out and like pulled it out and used the flathead and like broke the piece off that I was trying to take off, which was fine because that's the piece I was trying to throw throw away. But whatever it was like sloppy to take it off, you know. Um, then I put the new piece in. I soldered it in place. Uh, well, actually, I did that the next day. So I spent like one night, like fucking like a couple hours, literally like trying to take that shit off. And then I was tired and went to bed. Then the next day, um, the next night uh, after work, I started fucking with it again. And I put the new piece in. I soldered it in place, let it cool down. Then the next day after that, um, after everything's cooled down, I put everything in, back in place, like where it goes, and you know, screwed the plastics back on the TV and connected it. And it's been working ever since. And that was probably like a month ago already, or maybe even more. I want to say and it's still going strong. So not fucking bad. The moral of the story is fucking. If you're going to throw some shit away, might as well make a fucking day out of it. Make a little side project hobby type of thing. Do something different and fucking try to fix that shit yourself. Why not? I save a couple bucks in the process, though. And it was fun. Like, not in, like, an exhilarating, oh, shit, I want to do this all the time, like, type of fun. But, um, like, cool and interesting to do something different. Like, I don't know shit about fucking TVs. I open it, it looks like, like a fucking... Like, like I said before, I'm calling it fucking microchips. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not, like, what you call any of that stuff. But, <laughs> um, like, it's completely foreign to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not my thing. But I decided to give it a whirl, and it uh, yielded some positive results. Uh, what else? Oh, the other two quotes that I have on my desk are... One is from... I got the idea from Joanna Penn, which is a, a podcaster and an author and a writer. And she, uh, I speak about her extensively, actually, in the next episode uh, that's going to be coming up, which I recorded yesterday. Um, she has a website, JoannaPenn.com. She has a lot of advice and videos and tips and stuff like that for, for writers and a lot of insight like into the craft. And there's a quote that she keeps above her, like, work area uh, which is a quote from seth godin uh, that says have you made art today and she uses it kind of like as a like little motivational thing um i liked it also and i have it here right next to the quote that i just told you guys from the movie the judge which is that i've got a work ethic that could rival the fucking amish and lastly a uh, third quote that i printed out that i heard um 
from Ari Shafir, which Ari has it uh, supposedly above his computer uh, area. And it's a Ernest Hemingway quote, actually, which is the first draft of anything is shit, which is very true. And if you read my final drafts, you might substitute first for final and it would probably apply to me. But it's kind of sort of like um, I like the quote, like it's kind of like don't get down on yourself type of thing. And it had, you know, the first draft of it is going to be shit. And, you know, but once you have it down on paper, that's when you start polishing it and fixing it. And uh, it's all about just getting getting like that first step done, like that first piece of the puzzle, like out of the way. And that's the real hard part. And then not to get discouraged from, you know, seeing it as shit and, you know, not doing anything else with it is kind of like that reinforcement of, yeah, it's supposed to be shit, you know, the first time around. But now is when you actually start the additional work after that. I like those things. All right. So actually I'll tweet out a picture of those so you guys can check them out. Um, let me put them on Instagram or some shit. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at spun today, by the way. Uh, what else I have here? Mm. The Republican debate, which I missed the live debate, but I, I've seen it since. And I've got to agree with a very, 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 very good point that, uh, Dan Carlin made on his podcast, not the, uh, hardcore history podcast. He has, a uh, this secondary podcast, which he actually said recently he's going to stop, like, well, stop doing with any, any, um, uh, like level of like frequency, I guess you can call it, or like any like set schedule. He, it's more of a politically driven podcast, but it kind of like, he repeats a lot of the same stuff from the hardcore history podcast. And then he feels like he has to, this is his explanation. He feels like he has to put out an episode like every certain, uh, you know, a couple weeks or something like that for the common sense one, um, which takes away from working on the hardcore history one, you know, it kind of like throws off the flow. Um, common sense, he, it's kind of like a more of a politically driven, like current events type of, of podcast, um, which I, actually, which I like, but I get what he's saying in terms of taking away from the other podcast that he has. Cause if you guys haven't listened to hardcore history, it's like a really awesome um, like really, really well-respected, uh, podcast you guys should listen to if you're into like history at all. Like he makes it so interesting. He breaks down, uh, for example, he has a, a series called blueprint for Armageddon. That's his latest series. It's a uh, literally a six part series. Each episode, um, each of those six episodes or six part of the series is three to four hours long. And it's all about World War, World War One, And it's, like, sick, sick. Like, the depths that he goes into and the, the his objective, um, usually objective, uh, take on things. And it's really awesome podcast. Can't recommend it enough. Very, very interesting shit. But he has this other one, which is just, like, you know, a few minutes. Not a few minutes, like, an hour long or something like that. Where he speaks about, like, current event stuff that's going on. Like, political shit. It's called Common Sense with Dan Carlin. So what's my point? He brings up a very good point about uh, the 
what some interpret as like this side show that's going on with uh, Donald Trump running for president. And he is actually within the Republican uh, primary. He's leading in the polls. I think he has like 25% support or something like that. And his nearest uh, competitor, which if I'm not mistaken, is Jeb Bush, has uh, half that, like half that uh, support. And it's still early and he's run before and he always fizzles out and, and stuff like that. Um, which is all true, but right now he has that 25% edge and I guess like on some level you get the impression of, you know, he's not going to win. Like you kind of have in the back of your head, like he's not going to win, you know, whether he's ahead or not, he's like this cocky, douchey, New York businessman, like shrewd businessman, cutthroat type of dude. That's, that's not going to win you know what i mean um uh but you know he could but anyway the the point i, w- I want to make is uh, not that i want to make that i want to regurgitate that i agree with is uh dan carlin saying that he's kind of good like you you don't have to agree with like the shit he says some like the shit he says is like literally stupid <laughs> like he says in the republican debate he said um the people in government now are just stupid. They are stupid. They are dumb. We're not winners. Like, just like shit like that. Like, what are you fucking debating with a fifth grader or something? Um, Like, some of the stuff he says is, like, really idiotic like that. However, he... It's interesting to see, like, the other people running. The other people on stage with him. The Ted Cruz's. The Jeb Bush's. The Rand Paul's all uh squirming just from having him there see he's not he's not from he's not cut from their cloth he's uh you know running as a republican obviously just to fucking run you have to run as something and you're not gonna if you're gonna run for president you're gonna run either as a republican or a democrat because you know we have a uh two-party political system in this country and you know even though theoretically we have fucking you know dozens and dozens of of other parties independents and green parties and the fucking whatever parties you, you want to make up but the fact of the matter is one of those two parties are always going to win uh with the system the way it is now so if you're truly attempting to run you're going to run for one of those parties he's not going to run as a democrat because he i guess gravitates more towards um certain republican or what are dubbed as republican values so he's running as a republican but he's not really from their cut from their cloth he's not uh, mainly he's not a politician so he's not into this like pc knows how to dress up what he says and knows how to you know dodge questions the same way that a politician would that doesn't want to answer certain things and spins certain um spins the answers he doesn't spin the answers to questions that he gets into answers that he wants to give about something else you know he's not he's not a politician he's uh, a businessman a very successful one by all accounts you know through uh, real estate developments throughout uh, new york city and elsewhere and you know inherited a shitload of money which obviously helps and um 
uh, he is not playing by their rules. He's not playing by the those like status quo rules. And what that causes is because he is running within that party and and trying to appeal to the values that they all like general generally have like pro-life and more fiscally conservative and and uh those types of of core values being tough on immigration and and shit like that because they're all you know just generally speaking for as a as republicans like for those values and he's part of that but the fact that he is not doing it or saying it in the PC way that the rest of them are, it causes the rest of them to not be so gung-ho about the types of, of, of policies that they would normally be more gung-ho about it causes them to take a step back and be like whoa hold on a second this guy's like overdoing it a little bit with you know saying shit like you know women are dogs and told a a woman supposedly when he was doing the allegedly when he was doing the uh, apprentice show that she would uh, only look better if she was on her knees and you know these uh, dirty mexicans gotta get him out out of the country and um like all this outlandish shit like over the top stuff, it causes the rest of the politicians that are on that stage, which also uh, might believe in or do believe in, you know, being tougher on on uh, the current like immigration laws and stuff, and uh, deporting people. As one example, it causes them to have to like check themselves and like take a step back a little bit and say, "This, you know, this guy's fucking it up for us." like you know what i mean like he's he's fucking up the game a little bit um because we want all this shit that he's saying but him saying it the way that he's saying it is causing a shitload of backlash which means that we're gonna have to like curtail ourselves a little bit which ultimately since and if they are of you know certain um nutty values that i may not agree with completely it is a it's interesting to say the least and i think i guess for my own you know because i lean more more towards the left more beneficial for the other side to kind of have like this rogue you know candidate like that on the right just like fucking rustling feathers and like shaking shit up and we could use actually a candidate like that, like doing the same type of shit uh, on the left, on the Democratic side. It would be interesting. And I actually, I, I think uh, Dan Carlin mentions that actually, or either that or on the Young Turks, they mentioned, you know, having like an equally kind of like loose cannon type of candidate on the left. And oh, no, you know where I heard that? On, yeah, it was on the Young Turks on an interview that they had with Larry Lessig, uh, the writer of republic lost which i've recommended before who has actually uh decided to run for president also on the on either as a liberal or or a democrat uh he mentions how having someone like that on the left kind of sort of 
shakes up the two parties enough or to the point that their actual like ideals would have to like inevitably like shine through and be met as opposed to you know the special interests that are that are involved and them them getting like pulled in different directions and shit like that um check that out actually check out that i'll 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 tweet and or actually i did tweet it i, I tweeted that video of of larry lessig let me jot it down now so i can put it in the episode notes also if you guys want to check that out but yeah it's interesting to see and um i'm into it it's still very early and um there's gonna be a lot more of this type of stuff on both sides so if you're into it as well if you like politics i hope you guys enjoy it also all right so that said i have two free writing posts that i'm gonna read today um and they're not from the 50th law as i think like the past like two free writing episodes were if i'm not mistaken um i actually finished reading on the 50th law finally i'm like fucking laziest slowest reader ever ironically right i started rereading my uh favorite book right now which is the war of art uh, by stephen pressfield which i've recommended dozens of times and uh i started rereading it when i took it with me to india um when i went last time and i started rereading it and uh the first uh free writing post i'm going to read uh is based on a quote from uh from reading it the second time around And for any of you that are new to the free writing section or these free writing podcasts, I, I pretty much read through and reflect on uh, previous uh, free writing posts that I've written, which are a lot of the times based on quotes from books that I pull out or or movies or songs. And you can check them all out at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. And the post that I'm speaking about today you can check out and actually click on the red quote, which is actually a link that links to uh, the book uh, if you want to purchase it, or it links to the song that may be on iTunes if you want to purchase it, or on YouTube, or you know a movie like whatever it is. It, the red quote uh, links to it. If my free writing is based on a quote and it's not just straight free writing. And the post that I'm reading right now is one that I posted on August 23rd, 2015. And it is from The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And the quote is, quote, The paradox seems to be, as Socrates demonstrated long ago, that the truly free individual is free only to the extent of his own self-mastery, unquote. And to that I free wrote, the mind is an interesting place, isn't it? That's where it all goes on. Motivation, inspiration, self-doubt, worry, love, fear, you name it and it's got it. So we're locked in a sense within the confines of our minds. We operate inside of its capabilities. It's limiting from that point of view. 
what if the capability of our mind was infinite? In theory, we'd be confined, yes. But in a practical sense, if we can't catch up to and reach the, quote, walls, are they really there? So does it matter? There's freedom there. Self-mastery to me is a continuance of working on and improving your capabilities in any respect. Free yourself from the confines of your mind by expanding it well beyond your self-set limits. Start with knowing what and where those limitations are. Then adapt an understanding of those limits that by definition are self-inflicted and self-imposed. Use the key of knowledge to unlock those mental shackles and be free. Be free. And that's my attempt at uh, pseudo-Nietzsche philosophy there. <laughs> I wrote that on Friday, May 29th, uh, 2015 at 9.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I put in parentheses on this one. 35,000 feet in the air, approximately 6,539 miles from home because the the plane had like this um, plane uh, on the TV had this like, I don't know, trip tracker thing. It tells you like how far you are and where you are like above the Atlantic or whatever. Um, And then I wrote local Abu Dhabi time, 5.47 p.m. Um... I guess I was like playing to or or writing to rather the fact that I'm always 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 like in my own head and like always thinking and and so this was kind of like a self-motivating stop doubting yourself type of post i guess and and just not losing sight of the work that it takes to like get to where you want to be and i know i'm always harping on like work and working hard and earning it and like shit like that like i mentioned before um but not not just so much uh, you know, like I want to write a book, so you know, sit down and put in the work and write the book. But all the other work that goes on, or that should be going on, like all around that, like working on your relationships and working on yourself and working on on experiencing more in life and working on your temper and like trying different things and and like all that is work like all that is is working on yourself all that you know meditate exercise fucking do yoga you know read teach yourself stuff try different things eat right and stick to a diet every once in a while indulge in shitty shit every once in a while just to like balance things out a little bit um but yeah it's all related and intertwined and your your own key to 
bettering every single aspect of that. And that's what I think about that one. What do you guys think? Shoot me an email at spuntoday at gmail.com or fill out my contact page at spuntoday.com forward slash contact or just go straight to this specific post at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. It's the post of the War of Art. I have a bunch of other ones. This is the post that I posted on August 23rd, 2015. And there's a comment section. There's also a share section and a like section. And you guys can go on and publicly fucking tell me what you think about that post. And what you got from it. Or if you thought it was shit. Or if you thought it was good. Or whatever. You can do so right on there. And I am going to go on to the next post. Which is also from August 23rd, 2015. Well, not written on August 23rd, 2015. But posted to my website on august 23rd 2015 and it is a one-line quote from redemption song by bob marley and i actually vividly remember this i was this is this is my favorite bob marley song it's a song that for some reason you know some reason or other always gets me kind of like choked up and emotional when i listen to it and I can't really say exactly why. It just makes me feel a certain way when I listen to it. Like, I really, really feel the song. And this, I was at the hotel. I was already in India. And I, it was actually the one, one out of two nights that out of the fucking three weeks that I was there, my lazy ass actually went to the gym in the hotel and i remember like i went through like my schedule and shit like that in the in the episodes which if you guys haven't listened to it you can feel free to go back and listen to it i did a like a two-part series about like my my uh, trip to india and my experience there um but my schedule was wonky just generally speaking i would get home from work at like five in the morning four thirty in the morning and you know stay up a little bit uh to go have breakfast like around seven in the morning and then shower and go to sleep that's what most of us would do and then you know sleep all day and then go back to work at night um again over there and this was one of the nights or mornings or whatever that i got home from work and um had some like extra energy for whatever reason and i wanted to go to the gym and which actually on this trip i plan to do i'm gonna say it publicly here now so i can maybe motivate myself and force myself to like actually stick with it stick to it i want to go to the gym much more while i'm over there uh for two weeks uh being that i don't fucking go when i'm here leave it to me to have to travel halfway across the fucking world to go to go to the fucking gym but it's just so convenient you know it's fucking right there where i'm fucking sleeping for two weeks um a couple floors down and uh, it's just a shame to like waste that um so yeah i call like the front desk the front desk told me that the gym is not uh wasn't open uh, but it opened like at i don't know like eight in the morning or something like that or or six thirty in the morning something like that and i was like fucking then the 
the guy said, but we can open it for you, just you if you want, but there won't be um, like a gym, like attendant there or whatever. I was like, what? Even better. I don't fucking like people anyway. So <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I went to the gym. It was uh, like five, five in the morning. And I uh, uh, like ran for half an hour on, on the elliptical. Then I did some, uh, I think like two or three back exercises and got a good workout in. And I was listening to to music on shuffle like I normally do and uh this song came on and I just like this line from it just like like stuck with me uh from the song and like motivated me to like free write a little bit when I got back up to the room uh, after I took a shower and stuff and before going to breakfast and the quote the line is some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book. And to that I free wrote Destiny. Is it all really written? A blueprint, a grand design, a story within the book? It's a comforting thought, the security is. But it's scary to think that it's all predetermined. There being a puppet master at the helm perpetrating free will when it doesn't exist is scarier still but uh, that's not the case so don't worry as if i fucking know (laughs) um yeah but that's not the case so don't worry not in a direct every step of the way has been written way it seems to me like it's more of a this is where we want to get here are the tools that if used correctly could get you to that place everything else is on you it's on us either you find a path that works and yields results or you don't and i wrote that on june 4th 2015 at 5 35 a.m ist that's indian or india standard time india or indian I don't know. IST. It's the time in India. <laughs> um, so yeah, come to me for any Nietzschean philosophy and uh, life after death. I'll hook you up with what actually happens and what's going on in the universe. Um, <laughs> the, I guess more like in a practical sense, you could apply that to, to stuff that you do. Either it's like, either you do or you do or you do not like that famous uh uh yoda quote do or do not there is no try um everything else is on you it's on us either you find a path that works and yields results or you don't yeah so i guess like in a less less of a you know grand scheme grand design you know designer of the universe type of type of application you can take this and apply it to your life and having you know things and knowledge and and opportunities at your disposal that you either take advantage of or you don't and finding the path to writing that book that you want to write or not or finding the path to uh you know raising uh your family or not or finding the path to 
you know, getting that promotion that you want in your job or not. And, you know, life and experiences and, and, and opportunities are all around you are going on all the time. And it's a matter of picking and choosing and gaining from the ones that are correct for the goal that you have in mind to be able to achieve that specific goal. And it all kind of exists in potentiality as um, uh, Stephen Pressfield, uh, I've heard speak about potentiality. It all exists in that realm of potentiality, but it's on you to make it go from potential to reality and make it happen or maybe it doesn't fucking matter what you do and it's all written and predetermined the fuck do i know (laughs) and um again let me know what you guys think Uh, you can you know comment on that specific post or uh, just reach out to me directly and i would appreciate that and that's pretty much it guys that's the episode for today that's episode number 28 of the spun today podcast and if you would like to support the podcast you can do so in a couple different ways i actually set up a new page on the website which is called affiliate links instead of uh, using the amazon banner on top of the uh, contact page and like cluttering it a little bit i want the contact page just to be the contact page because you go to the contact page to contact me not to be bombarded with um advertisements or anything like that uh but if you guys do want to help support the podcast you can go to spuntoday.com forward slash affiliate links and only within that page uh will you see the amazon banner uh, affiliate link there's a kindle uh, banner um there's a, a few itunes banners to some free books that itunes uh has available free ebooks um and uh links to you know purchase music and movies and stuff like that via itunes uh paypal donation uh page as well anything you want to do like that to help support the podcast financially would be greatly appreciated it doesn't cost you any money extra uh, for shopping on itunes or on amazon uh going through my portal it's pretty much just you click through my page to get to theirs and just for uh, driving traffic to their website they uh, kick me back a small percentage just for sending you over there basically on any of your purchases and it again it doesn't cost you anything extra and it wouldn't help support the podcast so feel free to do that if you so choose uh this next thing i want you to do whether you choose to or not is rate and review the podcast on itunes and or stitcher i would really appreciate it It helps the podcast gain exposure and uh you know you know tell people about it word of mouth is is the way that these things grow if you enjoy it, maybe somebody else will. And if you think it sucks, maybe somebody else will think it sucks as well. And you guys can listen to it and, and uh, every other week and uh, speak to each other and make fun of it together and stuff. That works. You can also listen to all episodes of the podcast on YouTube or on Tumblr. Um, check out, you know, there's links to the YouTube and the Tumblr page on my website, spuntoday.com. Uh, something that I want to remind you guys about is the questionnaire that I have on the website. It's a five question questionnaire about, you know, just something that you're 
passionate about and um you know whether it's writing or painting or singing or rapping or whatever it is uh it's five questions about your craft that may help inspire other people i read your responses to your questionnaires uh, on these episodes on these free writing episodes of the podcast and i can keep you anonymous if you want me to Um, there's an option for that uh, within the questionnaire and i've read uh, a handful in previous episodes if you guys want to check those out you can stay tuned for some new pictures that i'm going to be posting on the uh, photography section of of the website and also on instagram and facebook facebook.com forward slash spun today at spun today on instagram at spun today on twitter follow me holla and absolutely subscribe to my newsletter you can subscribe to the newsletter either via facebook or uh, on the website on the contact page at the bottom there's a, a little section that says subscribe and that's just so you can be the first to know of any new episodes of the podcast that come out any new short stories uh that i uh publish to the to the website and uh so you can be the cool kid out of uh, your group of friends and that's it we're done as always folks substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams thanks for listening
emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our mind Oh, have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop at the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Yes, some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you hate to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs All I ever had Redemption songs These songs of freedom Songs of freedom <laughs> 